Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I understand that you have the star chamber power. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, C Senior. You know what it is? The dimly lit room, deep within the bowels, the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And at midweek, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, How about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? Yep. Having a good week? Doing miraculous work for our fighting men when they need it the most. Yep, doing something good in the world, in a world full of selfish, dishonest people. We're, uh... Hateful, bitter, racist. <laughs> torn apart by divisions. Oh! Uh, we're gonna do something good. This is awesome. Um, we'll also have all the events of the day for you. What's just, happening in the world. I was listening to a newscast on the way in, and, um... I'm guessing it's a two-and-a-half-minute newscast. I think they spent an entire minute on uh, who was named sexiest man in the world. An entire minute. You know? And I thought, eh. I kind of like the sound of that. Not that I'm that, you know, I like girls. Make that clear. But at least it's not, you know, wrangling about something the president tweeted. <laughs> Plot twist. It was Trump. Oh! oh who saw oh, that coming? Controversial! <laughs> I this Twitter one, went crazy. My favorite story of the day is that Pfizer has now come out and said, "Oh, did we say our vaccine was ninety percent effective? We meant ninety five percent effective. No, we meant even better than that." So Moderna comes out the day after Pfizer and says, "Oh, we got a ninety five percent. You said ninety percent. We got it. so now Pfizer's back saying, oh, we got our numbers wrong. It's actually better.' So Moderna, Moderna guaranteed by the end of the day, is going to say ours is ninety nine percent effective and makes you an inch taller." Wow. Wow. I think that's the way the battle's going to go from here You're on. You're so cynical. Big Pharma would never lie. Now, g- g- pipe down, honey, and gobble down your Oxycontin. <laughs> you want my tinfoil hat theory on that or not? Okay, sure. Why not? So remember the story about how Pfizer uh, dumped a large portion of stock that was mm, reportedly right. a, a scheduled uh, a, a scheduled sale that we have baked into something, something, something. They had preliminary tests. They knew we're scheduled to sell stocks tomorrow. Let's tell them that our preliminary test was good on Monday. We'll do our already scheduled sell on Tuesday, and then these final tests are actually uh, in line with what Moderna was. So they they, they wanted the good news bump before their predetermined selling date of a large portion of their stock. It's definitely a possibility. Why? No proof for that. That's That's unethical. That. I also think there is, there's got to be, I don't know how it all works, but there's got to be a lot of money riding on which vaccine the world deems the best. There's got to be a ton of money riding on there, doesn't it? Maybe, although we need, you know, 7 billion doses. I think anybody who's got a reasonably effective vaccine is going to sell out. So, I don't, I, although we might need the thing for, for years and years and years. I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting question. <clears throat> yeah, you're, I mean, you got the country of wherever, and they've got their national budget, 
And here in uh, Becky, 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 Becky Stan, we got a budget of $5 billion. Uh, which one are we going to go with? Oh, yours is 95% effective, but you know there's no side effects. I guess we'll go with that one. It's, there's got to be a reason. There could be, yeah. yeah. On the, on the other hand, the experts I've heard, which who may or may not have any idea what they're talking about, says, look, the freezy stuff will go to the cities. The not freezy stuff will go to the hinterland, where it can't be kept frozen nearly as easily. My my theory would be when things are being done fast and tons of money's being thrown around, there are going to be all kinds of people trying to figure out how to game the system to get their chunk. I'm just pissed I'm not one of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they said, so it's, the, Pfizer now says this is 95% effective and, uh, and no um, side effects, no serious side effects. Right. Which is pretty cool. Um. But, God, the number of uh, doses they're, they're getting out there is absolutely incredible. We'll have to get into those numbers later. It's well, just, the, just amazing. The, the brilliance of Operation Warp Speed was that when these drugs looked promising, they started manufacturing them like crazy, knowing that if they didn't pan out, they would have to flush them down the toilet or, or jab people with it as a prank or, I don't know, <laughs> just get rid of it. Use uh, it to drink on a hot day. <laughs> right. But so, that and that, again, the, the administration gets full credit for that. Mm. Or should they won't? Also, when when discussing number of doses, uh, both of these vaccines require a double dose to get full inoculation. So uh, the the number of doses divided by half is how many people actually it affects. Pfizer Va- said vaccines that- like bourbon don't even bring me a single. What are you thinking? Pfizer said it plans to manufacture fifty million doses, which must be kept at minus ninety four degrees Fahrenheit um, this year. 50 million this year, 1.3 billion next year, which is quite a leap up. Uh, for this year, only half the supply is going to go to the United States. What? what? But we're us. We're us. They're them. Yes. We're better. What? More deserving. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. Then maybe we'll see where we are with Warrior Foundation. Right as we went to bed last night, we pretty much hit the number we needed to be at so I could sleep easy. It's not the one with the similar name. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. Is there a reason we don't mention that? Is it just seen unseemly or what? It's one of those things. If, it's if well I mention known. If I mention the two ways to pronounce something and one's wrong and one's right, but we go back and forth and say them both several times, people won't remember which is which. Yeah. That's my fear. Right. I just want to pound the right one into people. I get that, but there is there is a there is a better known charity out there with a similar name that has a lot of celebrities and buys a lot of ads. Do some research on them. They're not a charity to give your money to. They just aren't. Nope. They're not a good charity. Uh, it's not just a competing charity. They're one of those that's uh, you know looks to me like they got a lot of profit motive. Yeah. Well, yeah. They do not have the highest ratings. And that's for a reason. Uh, this one does. Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station. More on that coming up. There's uh, our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. I'm going out shopping today for goggles, a big giant bib, and jogging shorts. And uh, that's for next week, Thanksgiving. That's my, you know, my. Are you gonna you're gonna try to lose a little weight before you eat? Is that no, it, no, or? no? When I eat, I, oh, I, I see. I'm so what you sloppy. Mean. I wear goggles. Oh, so jogging oh, pants for comfort, not for exercise. Right, right, right. That's my eating outfit. Yes. You know, that I do every single year, goggles, a bib, and jogging pants. Well, you must get after it if you need goggles. I do, I do. <laughs> I understand the eating pants. Yeah, but gravy in the eyes, it, it hurts. You know? They sell uh, expandable pants. At, I can't remember where I got them. Costco, I think. Um, they're, they're la- they have like elastic in the waist. They're, they remind me of the band uniform pants we used to get in high school where 
you know, they're not going to custom fit everybody. So they look at you, yeah, these will more or less fit. And they're kind of stretchy. And, uh, oh, yeah, those are the pants to wear, man. You you could eat like five millions. You could grow. You could be like six months pregnant. Those pants, man, will accommodate you. You don't have to lay down after you ate. You didn't eat enough. That's the way I look at it. The great American pant. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I am quite excited as tonight is one of my favorite annual television shows of the year, and that is the NBA draft. Although it is the uh, a, a socially distanced one, it won't be the in-person affair. But And I don't know how that affects this because I, I never watched this as a sporting program. This, my friends, is the tip of the spear of fashion. The NBA, <laughs> what the NBA players wear on draft night oftentimes just sets the tone for fa- It's not New York Fashion Week. Don't buy into the hype. It is the NBA. These kids know what's up, and they set the trends going forward. Crazy amounts of pinstripes, things going each, each which way. I think it was two years ago, like, there was only one person who wore socks the entire night. Uh, it was yeah. It's a scene I enjoy it quite a bit, and I will be uh, e- eagerly watching this tonight to see how a zoomed version of the draft is different. There are young men who could admit they have money for the first time in their lives, even though they were probably given plenty of stuff in college. More banana yellow suits than you generally see in the office. By the way, it has become an Armstrong and Getty tradition among some to post a, a selfie of you later in the day on Thanksgiving lying on the floor. That has mm. become a regular thing on the Twitter feed. And I know I will be posting one lying on the floor with this expression on my face. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> a week from tomorrow. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, November 18th, year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. So I want to ask you, I have asked Twitter, I've asked Facebook multiple times, how many times have you blocked Republican candidates for office, their, their tweets or their posts, in, in 2016, in 2018, and 2020? How many times have you blocked Democratic candidate, uh, candidates for office? How many times have you blocked Republican office holders? How many times have you blocked Democratic office holders? The back and forth with Ted Cruz and Dorsey from Twitter about um, what's a publisher mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. It is indeed. That has become a thornier and thornier question. They're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, it will be figured out uh, in a way that will please the richest lobbyists <laughs> and not the American people. How does mail bag look? Oh, it's fine. It's very good. If you wanted to donate, and that's on the way next, if you want to donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, you just go to armstrongandgetty.com. I know there's a chunk of you that absolutely plan to donate, and it's one I'll do it later this week, but it's getting closer to later this week. Mm. So get on the stick, whatever the stick is. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We'll get into uh, what it is in case you don't know, a total and all that sort of stuff. News of the day, new drug news, um, et cetera, et cetera. Sexiest man in the world has been announced. Meh. Deserved a full minute and a half treatment on the on the news. On the crappy, crappy news. <laughs> yes. Um, all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, yeah, well, our vaccine is 102% effective and makes you a better dancer. Oh, man, they got us. Not yet, sir. It makes you immune and some other people standing near you. That's how good it is. (laughs) Oh, boy. 
It's, uh, the vaccine war is turning into like uh, off-brand Viagra commercials. That's like Ford versus Chevy with their, their heavy-duty trucks. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. They Towing pulled capacity. a train in their, yeah, exactly. in their commercial. We'll pull a planet. <laughs> Mailbag. Freedom, love, and quote of the day. Brian in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi sent this along. It's a pair of quotes. First, a paraphrase of Voltaire. While I disapprove of what you say, I will defend to the death your right to say it. Then, because I disapprove of what you say, I will censor it. Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. Pretty well played there, Brian. Appreciate it. The most disturbing thing to me yesterday was the whole, um, we won't allow anything. Was it Twitter or Facebook? We won't allow anything on our platform that uh, doesn't believe in climate change. Right, because that causes an existential threat. Wow. So, you know, you extrapolate that to other issues where the platform people decide what's the right side and there's no dissent allowed. Nobody could make it. Yeah, well, how about this? This is another way to look at it. Can't allow that. Oh, no, no. And when, and it's just a question of when the uh, woke, racist, bizarro, critical race theory thing becomes completely accepted in Silicon Valley, anybody who questions that sort of indoctrination, and we have some examples of it uh, later on, uh, where little white kids are told, you are a racist, you are bad. You dare question that, you'll be uh, deplatformed, kicked off, whatever, demonetized, depending on your situation. Terrible, terrible. Moving on to the correspondence property, proper, uh, Tammy writes, uh, Dear Joe, and this'll be awesome. Mm. One of Jack's many nicknames. This is not a pity party. This is a statement to you and your power. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. I've donated every previous year to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, or before that, Fisher House, the fine folks. But I lost my job in March. I found a $15 a week job in July, but it doesn't compare to my formerly uh, six-figure career. Oh, boy. I'm pulling from savings. Thankfully, my parents raised me right, taught me to save. Why is this not taught in school every effing year once they hit sixth grade is beyond me? Because we'd love you to take up the subject in the future. Well, we just took it up now. Because it's important you know your state capitals. Uh, I've cut all extraneous expenses. I heard you talk about the fundraiser last week, thought I just can't manage. But then I heard the first segment with the founder, yep, Sandy Lemcooler, and my heart broke. Even though I'm not in a good spot financially, I do have some savings. And while 20 bucks isn't much, multiply it by 20% of your listeners. It can be impactful. Love you guys. Appreciate your show. I wish I could give my my normal amount. But the government has been an oppressive biatch this year. <laughs> if you made it this far, congrats. KFTC, love the whole crew, and Sean's cat. That's a good email right there. That is a great email. Thanks, Tammy. We appreciate the, the con- Sean, this is serious here. All right? Um, Now's the time, not the time for your cat denial. Yeah. Yeah, which is really weird. I mean, it is. Uh, anyway, thanks, Tammy. Thanks for your contribution at armstrongandgetty.com. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and know this. Your pennies will be squeezed until they squeal by Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. So efficient. Uh, MJ suggests his nickname for the new administration, Joe Boredom and Kamala Scaris. Joe Boredom and Kamala Scaris. I, yes. do like, I do like Kamala Scaris. Yes. My wife, uh, Come put, on now. My wife brought that up the other night, and I yes. thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, she then uh, sends along a C.S. Lewis quote, which is terrific. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Mm, that's a good one. That is a great one. It's a, Well, it, unless, you know, somebody's oppressing you, and then you give up on life. If you're told over and over and over again, there's nothing you can do because you're oppressed, give up. 
I was texting with a guy last night who's in the process of giving up on life. It's uh, it's something. Sorry to hear that. Puts you uh, put to, it helps it helps out your own day to talk to these people. Nate's a creative thinker. Nate in Salt Lake. Jack, Joe, as nobody, especially me, has forgotten, in 2016, Jack made a bet saying he would eat his truck if Trump was the Republican nominee for president. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish there was a way to see it through. It's probably not logistically possible. That's a, Yeah, yes, I would agree. Thus, if instead, Jack... I might as well said I'll eat the moon. <laughs> if instead, Jack who has never eaten once at Taco Bell, would eat on the air in a single day show every item on the Taco Bell menu, I will take this month's VA disability payment and wow. send it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Mm-hmm. Awaiting your response, Nate in Salt Lake. What if I ate all the things that I uh, always regularly say I've never eaten? Taco Bell, ranch dressing. There's a couple other normal things that I've yeah, never had. It's a question of quantity. Something other than sweet and sour, sour pork. You have some, <laughs> yeah, some ground meat burrito. That's not going to impress anybody. We want to see some real eating. Nate says he'll double it if you put the hottest Taco Bell oh, sauce on every item. That I'm not sure I can do. But <laughs> okay, eating Taco Bell for a charity. I think I could do that. Fails to pay off his bets. Really <laughs> disgusting. No ethics. Uh, boy, where things have gone in Germany with lockdowns, is that what is coming to the United States? Oof. Might be. Stay tuned for this story. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, there's some interesting Corona news, and I mean it. I mean it. Don't say, oh, God, I can't hear about Corona. Now, this is interesting. Trust me. Yeah. We're not going to flog the same old garbage. That's not what we do. Come on. Uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is a great cause. We'll explain why uh, throughout the program, throughout the week. Uh, those of you that already know that uh, are donating like crazy, and we're, uh, we've got a goal of $500,000 for the week. Let's see where we are now. Gladys, hit the drum roll, please. We are currently. Does somebody have the total total? Positive, Sean. $197,397. Oh, it's progress. We're this close to $200,000. We're a little behind, though. I'm getting nervous. Including some uh, donations from uh, a great big shot in the A. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dro- dropping in $100. Perhaps we should uh, mention you can put your name with your donation, and some people go with pseudonyms, and some people go with allegedly humorous pseudonyms. <laughs> they give him a big fat shot in the ass, and yes, we appreciate yes, your donation. Uh, Marshall Phillips scratch off winnings. <laughs> uh, Corn Pop Neely. I never knew Corn Pop's last name. That's mm. exciting. There wow. you go. Uh, yeah. uh, hmm. Perky Nippleton. Oh, uh, oh, I'm oh, assuming boy, a Brit. It, 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 it's, <laughs> it's odd that their parents would go with the, the first name Perky. Yeah, given their, you know your last their family name. name yes. Yeah. Uh, and Jack's little paintbrush uh, dropping in $25. Oh, geez. Wow, oh, geez. that's an obscure reference. you got to go digging through the podcast to get that reference. Yeah, yep. I have this. Listen to them all. I have one this, more thing. I have this weird feeling when we're doing the podcast that nobody ever actually hears this thing. <laughs> and then uh, then I say things that I wouldn't say during the show, and then I hear about them later. And it's uh, yeah, yeah, well, keep thinking uh, what you thought, because it's, <laughs> it's funny. Um, you, you see, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It's, no, don't keep talking about it. 
It's disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I saw, right before I went to bed last night, I saw somebody donated under the the name of, well, I guess that's it, which is another reference to the podcast. Yeah, the One More Thing podcast. Um, a couple of things about the um, uh, the COVID situation. Let me just say this. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, four stars, uh, virtually the highest possible scores from Charity Navigator for their financials, their accountability and transparency, and they help our wounded fighters, our, our warriors, our Marines, our soldiers, our special forces when they need it the most. They do it in incredible ways, and they do it incredibly efficiently. Give now, armstrongandgetty.com, as much as you can. So all this talk about the, uh, the Pfizer's out today saying their 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 vaccine is 95% effective, just like Moderna's, and um, no side major side effects. Okay, that's fantastic. But is anybody going to take these shots is the question. So back in June, Gallup found that only two-thirds of Americans would be willing to be vaccinated. It has dropped since then. Risen, you mean? It has dropped since then. How much has it risen? To 58%. And that is before the uh, announcement of these vaccines. So I don't know if the announcement of the vaccines, it goes up or down. I actually don't know. But the would, fact that it's been trending down is a little troubling. I would love, love to <laughs> see a, a compilation of people explaining their attitudes pro and con. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain a significant chunk of the no crowd recognize what we've been saying all along. If you're reasonably young and reasonably healthy, this thing poses very, very little risk to you. Yeah, just You'll see be fine. old Chuck Grassley, uh, member of the Senate from Iowa, has got it, and he's almost 90. Yeah. See, if you're 90 and you almost get it... Well, you got it, yeah. I'd be really worried. Yeah. He said he's uh, asymptomatic at this point. He feels fine. Yeah. I, you him. know, I hope God bless him he stays that way, but 87 is a little scary. Yeah, I'd say so. In terms of the cases in the country right now, uh, the rolling 14-day average, new cases up 80%. Uh, deaths are up almost 40%. Yeah, so. the cases I just you can't get me interested. It's uh, tons and tons of college kids and other people. It's not that the rise isn't significant. It's that I can't use that number. That number doesn't do me any good. Um, although it is, it's around. It's everywhere. It's also part of my understanding. One of the ways that these companies knew their vaccines were so effective so quickly was because there are so many cases Correct. going out and around now. So right. it's just from the file of not thing, things are not just one thing. Yeah, I mean, every time one of their test subjects came back positive, they're like, "Yeah, we get to see if it works." But so our politicians are still treating this like it's a death sentence if you get the COVID, even though it never was. And you're a third less likely to die now than you were even a few months ago. Uh, so getting it is, you know, let me know if you get sick. Because the, 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 the most likely thing is you don't. But even with that, the shutdowns across the country are amazing. Towns, counties, states, uh, the things that are going on. Everyone in Ohio is going under curfew now. The entire state is going to have a you have to stay home between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. A statewide curfew. The sort of thing we've never done before. Um, it's just wild. So where does that lead us? Well, maybe to what's going on in Berlin. Several thousand people protested in Berlin against the German government's push to uh, reenact harsh restrictions in uh, Germany and had a huge riot, like a huge, violent riot. 
um, with uh, the government turning water hoses on people to try to keep them away from buildings and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm amazed that we haven't seen that in the United States. Der Wasserhosen. <laughs> Der what? Der Wasserhosen. Sounds like you just said water hose and added a couple syllables there. Is that <laughs> a nine? <laughs> well, that's crazy. I, I wonder. Ich, ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> I wonder why that hasn't happened in the United States. Well, we haven't gotten that restrictive, and, and a lot of it's pretty voluntary. I mean, if you had the jails being filled up with people who really wanted to paint the bathroom and went to the paint store, then then you'd see rioting, I think. Of course, Portland's saying, hold my beer. We have a riot every night. The new measures that caused riots in Germany would enable the government to impose restrictions on social contact, rules on mask wearing, drinking alcohol in public, shutting shops, and stopping sporting events. That doesn't sound much different than what we're doing. Um... It, you know, it's school and daycare closures are really uh, a hot topic there because they're yeah. not as willing to have their kids booted out of school as we are, apparently. I suspect rather strongly that the German media is not as far left as the American media, which is really astoundingly one sided politically. If you just step back from it as a political scientist slash, you know, a person with an interest in journalism, it really is troubling that the numbers are what they are 90 plus percent of people in the newsrooms are uh, are liberals yeah Democrats. we should we should play later uh fox had a good a good compilation of the softball questions that joe biden got asked the other day in his press conference i'm using my finger quotes yeah so it was, i was listening live it was amazing so so he so far has allowed the least press availability of any president in modern history and the press availability availability he has given has been phony but one of the questions that any normal journalist should ask would be hey there's all kinds of science now and even the washington post and new york times are saying you know the kids can be back in school mm-hmm. so w- w- you have put people in your uh, orbit now that are going to be on your COVID team that say, no, 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 schools need to be show closed. How do you square those uh, two things? Right. But nobody's going to ask him that, like you said, because the media is what it is. In Germany, they're not as willing to put up with uh, closing your business and kicking your kid out of school. And they're rioting in the streets. Yep. God, we ride over all kinds of things, but we're not going to, we don't ride over that. My kid can't go to school even though I pay for it. No, what are you going to do? Guess I'll stay home. I was talking to a guy yesterday. I was on the phone with a dude. And he said, I'm sorry I have to get off the phone. I'm going to do my first parent-teacher conference over Zoom. Um, I said, yeah, I just uh, I just moved my son because we, it was not working out for us. He said, oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. My yep. kids are miserable, and it doesn't work. I yep. said, well, that's the only thing I've heard from any parent. I've not heard a single parent say anything different than that. No, nope. we're not rioting in the streets for some reason. And I'm not pro-rioting or destruction, but I would like us to be more upset or at least to voice it in some way. I would agree. I would agree, but people's attitudes are only as good as their information. And and the information is, you know, I was subjecting myself to the daily punishment for my sins of listening to CNN for a little while as I drove in this morning. And they are on full terrify you to death mode and have been for many months. And people who take that in, it's not that crazy to think that they think the COVID is is everywhere all the time and will kill everyone who comes near it. And uh, <clears throat> one other story not related to any of this. One of the world's leading... Um, what do you call people like Evil Knievel? Daredevil? Daredevil. One of the world's leading daredevils died doing what he loved at age 36 over the weekend. Mm. 
Uh, you've probably seen videos of him flying around with jetpacks and that sort of thing. Oh, boy. Uh, he'd done all kinds of things. I didn't realize that. He jumped off the world's tallest building, 2,716 feet. Oh, that guy. Setting like, a world record. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and, a lot uh, of the viral videos that you've seen about jetpacks were uh, were this guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he competed, uh, won gold medals competing as a free-flying skydiver. <laughs> I tell you what, that, that squirrel suit thing the guys do. <laughs> do you know that, where they spread their arms and legs and fly like a flying squirrel? Well, they don't fly, per se, but they glide. Uh, though that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He was flying around at various times in this thing with four engines strapped to his back and some sort of wings on his arms. And he could fly up to 30 miles at 250 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> that's crap. almost exactly the length uh, of my commute. My commute's like 26 miles. So, it, uh, yeah, I could get here in a hurry. I'm not sure you're the right person for that, but I'd probably need a fifth, uh, you know. <laughs> Engine strapped to my back as I am a uh, not a, a thin man. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd say that. Uh, anyway, he finally uh, he got hit by a bus over the weekend. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> well, you got me. Food poisoning. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> exactly. Um, they, they're not really saying. They're, they're, they're mm. Training in the desert. Oh, and he died. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sorry to hear that. Food poisoning got him. We need well, uh, we need people like well, that. Well, yeah, and you, I guarantee you, he was probably asked this question, are you okay with the fact that you might die doing this? Guaranteed, his answer was, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that every I single am. day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could die from this? Well, forget it. I'm going to go be an insurance broker. No, that's not the way he was built. Yeah, a guy who gold medaled in skydiving was very well aware of gravity and its perils. Yeah, exactly. Safety third. That's my motto. You know, innovation first, uh, courage second, maybe third safety, fourth fun. We're we're a nation. <laughs> you know what? It's time. It's a it's time to revive this. There's no time for fun, young man. No time for fun. The Joe Getty story. One of my old slogans. <laughs> now is the perfect time. We are a nation of veal calves. Mm. We gotta stop being that. God, come on, America. Where are your balls? Courage, my friend. Stop being that, like the classic <laughs> Mel Gibson line. You are a pain in my a. Stop, Stop being, being that. that. <laughs> Stop being a nation of veal calves. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop being that. I will try. <laughs> what a heck of a thing to scream at someone. <laughs> you know what's funny is Mel Gibson, who's an absolutely wonderful actor, sounded like a terrible actor in that clip. Stop being that! Yeah, his rage was too over the top. It wasn't believable, right. even though it was completely real. Hey, Mel, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, bring it back like 17%, and let's just go from the yeah, top. A little more, a little more simmering. You're a pain in my ass! Stop being that! Okay, I feel like you're not hearing me. <laughs> Again, like, it was really moving. I love the I love the emotion, and it's raw, but a little less seething. And again, like just like okay, maybe bring it back eight <laughs> percent. The breathing in between. Okay, we're gonna need to take a break. Let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> we'll do another scene. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, we, Mel. We should revisit that whole thing sometime. Oh, no, it's priceless. Yeah. Anyway, we've got more important. Like Joe said, now's not the time for fun. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> we've got important things. I say a lot of crap. Uh, give to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com.
You having a good time, Joe? Armstrong and Getty. Jeff Bezos announced yesterday that he'll be giving nearly $800 million to various environmental groups. Of course, there's a 50-50 chance that it'll get stolen off their porch. Uh-huh. Uh. By the way, I mentioned the sexiest man alive was named by people. It's Michael B. Jordan. I don't really know his act, but uh, there you go. Because a couple of people said, well, who is it? Actor, singer? Uh, actor uh, from the, he was in the Black Panther movie. He was ah, the bad guy. guy in that. And he gotcha. was also in the, the new Rocky, the Creed, uh, Apollo Creed Son movies. All right, then. That's three black men in a row for Sexiest Man. Okay. Super. If you like that sort of thing. All right. There was a curious moment on a special report with Brett Bear last night. And I should have had uh, you guys grab the tape because it, it astounded me. Amy Walter from the Cook Political Report, who's she's obviously a lefty, but she's a smart gal, and you know her insights are worth hearing. She she got all angry and spouted, "There is absolutely no voter fraud, and it's dangerous." People who are claiming there is, hmm. and I I was gonna tweet at her or reach out to her or something, and you know we all have our moments, but that's an insane thing to say. It's not it's not enormous like some of the internet is trying to tell you it is and it's not enough to change the election. I know a lot of you really want it to be. I don't believe it is. If I turn out to be wrong, I will I will state you know that it's clearly not. on the air. You're not. I know. But anyway, um that was an idiotic thing for her to say. Witness this story uh sent along by Gordon. We thank you very much. It's uh, NBC Los Angeles. Uh, a man who actually he tried to run for mayor of Hawthorne. He's among two people charged in a voter fraud case in which thousands of fraudulent voter registration applications were allegedly submitted on behalf of homeless people. That's according to the L.A. District Attorney's Office. Carlos Antonio de Borbon Montenegro. Oh, why can't I have a name that cool? That's an awesome name. I guess I could go down to the courthouse and rename myself yeah. Carlos Antonio de Borbon Montenegro. You want us to call you the whole thing every time? Yes. See. We. See. Yes. Also known as Mark Anthony Gonsalves. So that one name, which is magnificent, isn't enough for the guy. He's got to have a different name. Of course, I've always said that if I'm ever hired to be on a telenovela, I would like my character name to be... Uh, what was it? Ricardo Gonzalez Gonzalez. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. Whatever you want to call him, age 53, allegedly submitted more than 8,000 fraudulent voter registration applications between July and October, as well as allegedly falsifying names, addresses, and signatures on nomination papers under penalty of perjury to run for mayor of beautiful Hawthorne, California. Uh, the defendants were trying to get the registrar's office to send them mail-in ballots for the fake voters. Um, the registrar caught on quickly, flagged the applications, uh, and so they were not successful in in getting that uh, done. But the idea that there's no voter fraud is a well, it's either a lie or it's incredibly naive and utterly ignorant of the history of voting in every country on earth. There's always voter fraud. 
Sometimes it's a teeny tiny bit. Sometimes it's pretty significant. But to say there's no voter, that's dangerous. That's like those just stupid idiot morons, including AOC, who said, just take away the police and there won't be any more crime. I mean, just how dumb are you? I don't know. I I don't know. I I wish we could find the sweet spot. Maybe we uh, can with uh, Congressman McClintock, who we're talking to later in the program. The sweet spot, which is acknowledging there's lots of different ways people can cheat, especially if we're going to do this whole uh, mail-in voting thing. Right. And we need to uh, come up with a good way to make sure that doesn't happen on a grand scale in the future. It's going to have nothing to do with this presidential election. Yeah. It's not going to change anything from there. Um, but well, we need to make sure it's not worse next time. Let's all enthusiastically embrace the idea of no fraudulent votes. That seems pretty, it should be a pretty broad area that everybody could agree. You'd, uh, you'd think so. On the other hand, it's my belief that the Democratic Party is, they are intentional. They want standards to be as loose as possible. And I think that is for at least partly nefarious reasons. Uh, donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We're uh, headed toward $500,000 this week. We hope we're going to have to get on our horse if we're going to do it. And uh, we'll we'll be talking to somebody who benefited from their program a little bit later. It's a good Step story. Step one, get a horse. <laughs> Give now as generously as you can. Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.